2: The Senate passed a two-year spending plan, but Nancy Pelosi held up the House for eight hours with a filibuster on behalf of amnesty for illegal aliens. It turns out that much of what is contained in the bogus dossier came directly from the Hillary Clinton campaign. And the special counsel's last chance to get something on the president is a perjury trap. Should the president just tell Mueller to pound sand? With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends on Twitter at Am First Radio and on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. So share it with your friends, follow and friend us, and you'll get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. You can listen to their live feed at talkamericaradio.us, and we're broadcast at 11 p.m. Eastern time on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia. But if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory and directly at our website, and that's at americafirstradio.com. Well, before I get started on tonight's show, I, I just want to comment a little bit on this uh, SpaceX Falcon Heavy uh, rocket launch that took place yesterday. Uh, my bride, Liz, and I went up to the Cape um, to to watch, uh, and we watched it from um, uh, from the banks of the Indian River. It was the largest uh, payload rocket ever uh, to launch, and it really was uh, something to see. Uh, it was a, a massive a uh, fire uh ball rocket uh that uh, just uh roared into space it was com- just captivating uh and exciting and it was great to see all the uh people that uh, came out to witness this. it was it was great to see the euphoria uh that that really captured uh, the people on the cape uh and in the surrounding areas uh that that just celebrating uh american exploration again and um and it it was such a uh incredible technical achievement that the, having those booster rockets return to the landing pad and land themselves was surreal uh and and even watching it on YouTube. I still cannot figure out how in the world that works. It looks like those booster rockets for all the world are being levitated back to the launching pad where their uh their rockets fire again uh, a tripod uh, landing gear um, emerges from the bottom of the rocket and the things set set down for reuse. It is a technical achievement that we haven't seen well since uh since the apollo missions and uh it, you know i think it's a great thing the private industry is pulling this off and Leon or um uh elon musk of uh the tesla car company is is able to assemble it. i read somewhere that the uh, the organization spacex has got 6000 employees so, um, you know, it's great that we've made this transition from, uh, government to the private sector space exploration. But it makes you wonder, really, whether, uh, government could pull off, uh, something like the Gemini or the Apollo missions again. You know, uh, to this day, there's only been 12 men, uh, to walk on the moon, and every one of them have been Americans, and they did this back. In the, uh, the late 60s and early 70s, before, you know, all of this, uh, 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 software and computing power, um, came uh, to the fore, you have more computing power on your smartphone, far more, probably a thousand times more than what, uh, what was contained in those, uh, those missions and, and in those spacecraft back then. And it's a, it's a great source of pride that every uh, uh, man that has, you know, walked on the moon has been an American. But it's kind of sad uh, that, you know, I think that the government, uh, for many reasons, has lost the ability to mount that sort of uh, scientific exploration, and now it's being turned over to private industry, where I'm, I have very little doubt that they'll t- uh, pick up the torch and and carry forward um and probably even do it at, at a greater pace but there was a time when it was proud to see uh, old uncle sam you know and these uh these uh astronauts these rocket men uh with the nasa missions uh push the bounds of earth and actually walk on the moon but if you haven't seen those uh, <laughs> that uh, that rocket launch from uh, from Cape Canaveral of the SpaceX uh, Falcon Heavy, you got to watch it and be sure to take a look at those uh, those videos of the booster rockets returning to the launching pad and landing themselves. It's the damnedest thing you'll ever see. Well, as we go to air tonight, uh, the Senate has passed a two-year spending plan. Uh, to avert a scheduled shutdown of the government on Thursday, Uh, the House was unable to uh, take any action on a similar plan because crazy Nancy Pelosi took uh, to the well of the House and held the floor for eight hours uh, before she finally uh, gave it up. And she did this on behalf of the uh, amnesty for the so-called DACA illegal aliens. Uh, She's determined... That if uh, Chuck Schumer is not going to tie a budget uh, deal to illegal alien amnesty, which uh, I I don't think Chuck is willing to uh, go down that road again after uh, having you know uh, been spanked by the president uh, in the court of public opinion the last time he shut down the government, um, now Nancy is uh, is um, putting together this symbolic filibuster in the House insisting that the uh, Speaker, Paul Ryan, uh, give them a vote and, uh, and an open debate on the floor of the House similar to what Schumer uh, has promised for, uh, or uh, similar to what McConnell has promised for Chuck Schumer. Uh, for his part, uh, Ryan says that he is not going to introduce any floor uh, any bill on the floor of the House to do with amnesty if it does not enjoy the support of the president. And thank God for that. That If he sticks to that, and the, uh, I have no doubt that he uh, will after making that statement, uh, then we'll be assured. Uh, I'm probably overly optimistic about that, but uh, we need to be assured that these uh, de- Democrats and establishment Republicans won't get together and put something on Trump's desk that he'll have to veto Uh, when it comes to, um, uh, this immigration bill, because right now what's going on are, um, the immigration uh, zealots, the lobby and the Democrats and the establishment Republican party, uh, the Democrats are trying to, uh, identify those pro business Republicans, uh, so that they can get together and pass, um, um you know reject the president's amnesty framework uh, which includes a border wall into chain migration into visa lottery and one other uh item that i can't think of right now but um the, the democrats want to seek an alliance with the gop's business wing and get a majority and pass the bill put something on trump's desk trump has said he won't won't uh, support it and really uh, Trump was uh, key to making sure that the the bill uh, got through the Senate because he had already told Chuck schumer he he called him out and said that uh, he would support a shutdown if they tried to uh, pass any immigration plan with the uh, with the with the budget bill that does not meet Trump's uh, framework that he is uh, that he has uh, said is non-negotiable. Then on top of that, John Kelly came forward and he said that uh, Trump has uh, has told him that he does not intend to extend the March deadline, and the uh, the Democrats know what that means. You know, uh, Trump uh, said that you know he was uh, he was not going to go after um, non criminal illegal aliens in the country, but uh, if if ICE came across them, that they would be in fact deported, and I think the, the DACA recipients could ex- uh, expect the same treatment. When we come back from these messages, we're going to talk more about uh, the budget plan and uh, the, uh, the, the revelations that most of the allegations in the dirty dossier came directly from the Hillary Clinton campaign right after these messages on America First Radio. So it looks like we are going to have a budget deal now because uh, Chuck Schumer blinked. The president told him if he uh, sent him any sort of budget deal that had any immigration provisions in it that did not meet his framework, that he would um, uh, shut down the government. And uh, there's no doubt that uh, the people that would take the blame for that are the Democrats because they keep pursuing these immigration policies that are completely at odds with the vast majority of the American people. They like to cite these polls about people uh, supporting amnesty for the DACA recipients. I'm not sure I believe that. I know these polls uh, are ginned up from um, you know uh, open border organizations. Uh, they pay pollsters to produce the numbers that they want. But uh, at the very least, uh, the only way that American people are going to support any of this is if we finally – Do something about this illegal immigration and that uh, that is a wall and frankly legal immigration as well uh, and chain migration and ending this stupid visa lottery. But um, just before actually I think it was yesterday uh, Trump had a meeting with the law enforcement officials and some legislators at the White House and uh, he was hearing these these horror stories. Uh, regarding m s thirteen and other illegal alien gangs and um and he put uh you know Chuck Schumer on notice uh that if you send anything up here with immigration in it that does not do- uh secure the border uh that i'm gonna send it back here here was Trump during that meeting.
3: Frankly, I'll go a step further. If we don't change the legislation, if we don't get rid of these loopholes where killers are allowed to come into our country and continue to kill gang members. And we're just talking about MS-13. There are many gang members that we don't even mention. If we don't change it, let's have a shutdown. We'll do a shutdown. And it's worth it for our country. I'd love to see a shutdown if we don't get this stuff taken care of. So we have to strengthen our borders, not by a little bit, but by a lot. We are so far behind the time. And by the way, the world is laughing at us because they can't believe these policies. They don't have it. I could name 15 of them right now. No other country in the world has what we have. And we're going to get it stopped. And if we have to shut it down because the Democrats don't want safety and unrelated, but still related, they don't want to take care of our military, then shut it down. We'll go with another shutdown.
2: So he put Chuck Schumer on notice that uh, you better not uh, play uh, immigration politics with this budget again. And, uh, oh, by the way, I want uh, everything uh, that I'm uh, asking for with regard to funding the military. And that's exactly what they were able to pass uh, in the Senate. Now uh, it's going to move on to the House after an eight-hour delay by uh, crazy Nancy Pelosi, who – got to give her credit for being able to talk for eight hours at, uh, her advanced age and, um, and mental, uh, decrepitude. Uh, but, um, you know, she finally gave back up the floor and now the house is going to move forward. And I, I have, I, I started to say, I have little doubt that, uh, the, the two year, uh, bill will pass the house. There are going to be, uh, some people from the uh conservative side uh of the, um, the Republican Party that uh, may in fact vote against it but uh I think even if they did there would be enough uh Democrats cross the aisle to go ahead and get this this uh this budget bill cleared off the deck uh so that we can move forward this this was a a stunt um you know a, um a gesture by Nancy Pelosi who last time she went uh and held uh town halls in her district were was um, just savaged uh by these uh, doc recipients saying that they don't want any bill to pass that uh, separates their fate uh from the fate of the other 20 million illegal aliens in the country uh so they they want to be used as a wedge they don't want their issue taken off the table that is going to um you know uh, allow uh the, the the cause to move forward uh, without them. But now, uh, you know, after, after this bill passes, this funding bill, Mitch McConnell has promised uh, Chuck Schumer that there will be an open debate uh, on an amnesty bill on the floor of the Senate that will allow um, amendments and and a full debate. And I, I won't be surprised if, uh, you know, all the Democrats combined with the uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, Republicans, uh, as well as, uh, Lindsey Graham, Jeff Flake, and, uh, and of course, uh, the traitorous former war hero, John McCain. And, uh, and they may pass, uh, something, uh, you know, of the wider dream act. Hell, they may even pass so-called comprehensive immigration reform, but, uh, but it, it, It almost certainly won't include uh, an end to chain migration. It likely won't include any funding for the wall. It probably would include the end of this uh, idiotic uh, visa lottery because that's just impossible to defend. But, you know, I don't understand. John McCain ran for president, lost. Lindsey Graham ran for president, couldn't get 1%. Jeff Flake can't even get reelected as senator in Arizona. Why are they getting To dictate immigration policy. Ann Coulter was on uh, Fox the other day and and said it uh, with regard to Lindsey Graham perfectly.
1: Where did Lindsey Graham come from? Who nominated him to be negotiating this? He ran for president. Um, he got literally zero votes, um, was the first and, and most vicious in attacking Donald Trump, the candidate. So how is it that he's the one in this? Uh, why does he have a, a seat at the table at all on immigration negotiations, much less, you know, he's the leader of what the Republicans stand for. And, you know, as I say in my column, it does make a any any normal observer think the fix is in why are other republican senators allowing this if it had been back during the iraq war um republicans wouldn't have allowed anti-war republican chuck Hale hagel to go and right. say oh he represents our views on the war we're going to send him and no they'd say no not him don't talk to him um why is the media talking to him why is the president talking to him he doesn't represent us
2: you know, one of the interesting uh, uh, developments on this is the National Immigration and Customs Enforcement Council, the, the union for the Border Patrol agents, wrote a letter to Trump saying that they're, uh, they're unable to support uh, the immigration plan that was uh, crafted by the White House. Uh, their president, Chris Kane, Crane, uh, stated that the council is supportive of his America First agenda, but they're unable to support the latest immigration plan. Said, Dear Mr. President, it's with great regret that I inform you that we are unable to support the framework on immigration reform and border security issued on January 25th, 2018. Said the plan crafted by officials, including the Koch brothers, executive Mark Short, uh, the, uh, the chief of staff John Kelly, uh, DHS secretary Christian Nielsen, and, uh, and uh, senior advisor Stephen Miller. Would give that uh, pathway to citizenship for 1.8 million illegals that are enrolled. Um, well, the the 800,000 that are enrolled in the DACA program and the 1.8 million that are eligible for enrollment in the program. So, it's pretty impressive that uh, this this group of border patrol agents that uh, was, you know, helped get uh, Donald Trump elected by giving him the credibility of their Uh, Their endorsement, Uh, it's not often that uh, a union endorses a Republican candidate, but they endorsed uh, Donald Trump because he uh, had uh, ran on, uh, you know, finally getting serious on the border. Another union that also um, endorsed Trump was the Fraternal Order of Police because, uh, you know, they're they're mission-driven organizations, both of these uh, groups. Uh, that that put their uh, mission even before their own self interests. So um, it's good to see the uh, uh, the Border Patrol Council um, standing up for the American people. They're they're basically just saying that you know uh, there's not enough uh, in this plan uh, for the American people because of course the 1.8 million. Uh, DACA recipients will uh, still be allowed to uh, to bring in their relatives uh, their, and the 4.5 million illegal aliens uh, uh, that um, are related to them that are in the country. They'll be able to sponsor them. So there's going to be a big, uh, big floor debate in the Senate. Uh, it's going to uh, crystallize this issue. And. Hopefully uh Paul Ryan in the House will stick to his commitment not to introduce any legislation that doesn't support uh, enjoy the support of the uh the president. But um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a knockdown, drag out fight because I can tell you the Democrats in both the chambers of Congress are, are gonna vote in a block uh to one legalize as many uh illegals as they can and two block any funding for uh trump's border wall or an end to chain migration probably even more more so the end to chain migration because that really uh threatens the democrats uh, future electoral dominance uh, in a way that they they uh they don't want but um you know, we're finally, uh, starting to heat up this economy. Uh, working people are finally starting to realize some, uh, some benefits from the economy because, uh, businesses are having to compete for labor. So the, the pressure on the Republicans who reply or rely on the, uh, the business lobbies to get, uh, elected is going to be severe. And I'm just afraid that, uh, enough of them in, uh, I I know they will in the Senate. Enough of them will cross the aisle to pass uh, a immigration plan that is not in the interest of the American people. And I'm afraid that that might happen uh, in the house as well. I'm sorry. Did I say the house before? I'm sure it'll happen in the Senate. The Senate will pass a bill uh, that uh, is uh, watered down, that gives amnesty first and protections for the American people. uh, Never. And, uh, and it may happen in the house as well. Well, When we come back from this message, uh, we're going to talk more about uh, the latest revelations with regard to this uh, dirty dossier and where, in fact, Christopher Steele got a lot of his information right after these messages on America First Radio. Well, with each passing day now, we're learning more and more about the corruption in the deep state. Uh, it, is, it is really hard to even keep track of it. But uh, finally, uh, the intelligence committees in both the House and the Senate are starting to uh, release their findings. They're having to do it over the objections of the Democrats who have, uh, have just decided that they're going to stonewall any uh, revelations of truth uh, that um, that. Uh, uh, contradict their Russia collusion mythology or their obstruction of justice mythology, and what we learned today with the release from the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, um, the the Chairman Chuck Grassley being um, uh, being supported by um, Lindsey Graham released a letter that detailed a lot of uh, how. Uh, this, this dossier, uh, from Christopher Steele, the former MI5, uh, spy for the uh, United Kingdom, uh, made it into the dossier. And it turns out that it wasn't this intrepid, uh, former spy, Christopher Steele, that was, uh, generating all of this information from his, uh, cabinets or, or from his connections, uh, in, in Russia. It turns out that uh, the uh, uh, Fusion GPS, working for the lawyers of uh, the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee to try to give them some sort of plausible deniability, it turns out Steele was just hired for his credentials and was in fact being fed this information uh, from none other than uh, Clinton campaign officials, former State Department cronies of Hillary Clinton, and, uh, and, uh, Sid Vicious Blumenthal, the, the hatchet man, uh, longtime hatchet man for the Clinton crime machine. And they were just using steel to put this patina of legitimacy on this gossip and the, these lies that they had, uh, formulated to try to discredit, uh, Donald Trump. There's a, a article in, uh, Counterpunch magazine. It says the Clinton's fingerprints on the clinton Steel dossier, I'm going to just start calling it the Clinton dossier, are getting greasier with every new revelation. Not that this is much of a revelation by now. It's just a confirmation from of what most of us already knew. Behind the manufactured uh, scandal of the Clinton dossier were the two familiar names from Clinton World, Cindy Blumenthal and Cody Shearer. During an interview with Fox News, the story with host um, Martha McCallum, Um, uh, Martha asked Trey Gowdy, whether, uh, in the weeks prior to the election, somebody in the Obama state department was feeding information from a foreign source to Christopher Steele. McCallum had previously asked whether Gowdy knew anything about a source who gave, um, an unnamed associate of Hillary and Bill Clinton information to an unnamed official in the Obama state department who then turned around and gave the information to Steele. Here is just a little bit of that uh, of that actual, um, let me see if I can find it. Here we go.
1: Do you think that President Trump can get a fair hearing in this process?
2: I do. Uh, you, uh, in, in the court of public opinion or through special counsel?
1: Through the special counsel, for starters?
2: I do. Uh, I think Bob Mueller is a former United States attorney and a former FBI director who has had an otherwise really distinguished legal career, and I don't know any prosecutor. I mean, first of all, you either have the facts or you don't have the facts. Mm-hmm. So even if a prosecutor wanted to, you know, quote, get someone, um, you got to have the facts to do it. I mean, we have a jury and a judge standing between a overzealous prosecutor and any well, we've defendant. We've
1: seen special counsels in the past leave their...
2: Pro- I am sorry, that is not the that is not the clip that I meant to pull. Um, I, I will just uh, read the transcript to you. The, the, in that clip that I was playing, it was Trey Gowdy saying that, uh, the Mueller's mandate, uh, was actually given to him from Rod Rosenstein and was quite obviously overly broad. It was overly broad on purpose because, uh, uh Rosenstein is part of this whole, uh, conspiracy. But, um, McCallan asked whether Gowdy knew anything about the source who gave, uh, that unnamed associate of, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton, uh, the information uh, that he passed on to the State Department and then on to Christopher Steele. And Gowdy replied, when you hear who is the source, one of the sources of that information is, you're going to think, oh, my gosh, I've heard that name before somewhere. Where could it possibly have been? Asked whether it was a foreign source. uh, Gowdy replied that it was a domestic source. I'm trying to think of how uh, Secretary Clinton defined him. I think she said he was an old friend who emailed her from time to time, Gowdy said. Asked whether it was Blumenthal, Gowdy said, that would be really warm. You're really warm. But now we know, uh, because of this letter issued by um, Chuck Grassley uh, in the Senate Intelligence Committee, that in fact uh, Blumenthal's, uh was sending emails uh, with this uh these, uh, these paragraphs that ended up in uh, the Clinton dossier um, purportedly authored by uh, Christopher Steele. And, uh, and there was, uh, there was an, another dossier that also contained information that ended up in, uh, in uh, Steele's dossier as well. And this previous dossier didn't have the patina of uh, being put together by a former MI6 agent. This was put together by a friend of uh, Bill and Hillary, Cody Shearer, who's a former reporter who uh, uh, put together a, a whole bunch of gossip and innuendo and, um, and really just smears uh, designed, you know, as opposition research talking points uh, that, uh, that, that ultimately uh, was uh, tried to launder it through the State Department, pass it on to Clis- uh, Christopher Steele and then uh, pass it off as actual uh, spy craft on behalf of this uh, this former uh, MI6 agent. It's all a giant uh, put-up. You know, when I got out uh, of the United States Navy, my first job uh, was actually as a private detective for the Pinkerton Detective Agency. And even after I became a firefighter, you know, mo- almost all firefighters have part-time jobs, I continued... To be a private investigator, um, worked on missing person cases, criminal defense cases, um, uh, employee dishonesty, corporate investigations. And I can tell you, I read that dossier. It's supposed to be put together by this, um, you know, major uh, player in the world of espionage. If I had produced a, a report similar to his dossier, and gave it to my superiors at the Pinkerton Detective Agency, they would have laughed me out of the office. There is nothing but innuendo, unsubstantiated allegations, gossip, uh, you know, um, hearsay, no evidence. The only thing that w- that was actually true in that dossier was all public record. And many of the other allegations have been uh, thoroughly uh, debunked entirely, including that Trump's personal lawyer met with the Russians in Czechoslovakia. He did no such thing. It's easy enough to check his passport. He wasn't there. There are several other things contained in that dossier that uh, have been disproven. And nothing of any um, damage to Trump has ever been verified. And, you know, they continue to cite it as unverified. Well, you know, it goes back to the old saying: you can't prove a negative. So, so they just put these um these lies out there, and then uh, they they just say they're unverified, as if you know maybe they are true. Well, they don't even know. They don't even know at this point who made uh these uh these charges that are contained in the dossier against Trump, because Christopher Steele has uh has gone to ground he's not he's not speaking he's not coming to the united states and and testifying for hours and hours before these intelligence committees i can i can promise you that so you know at this point if sidney Blumenthal was the author of many of the uh salacious details that were contained in this uh this dossier of russia collusion. There's no way that this uh, this this investigation should be allowed to continue. It is all based on a political hit job. Steele was simply picked as a middleman for this uh, Clinton Oppo research. He he put it together in a document, you know. And it, I, I I encourage you to go read it. It'll make your head hurt trying to figure out what the heck he is actually trying to say. What he's trying to do is put together a word salad. That he can't be held responsible for because none of it that is uh, that is relevant to whether Trump colluded with the Russians uh, is valid. We got to run out to a break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, the upcoming Democrat um, FISA memo and uh, and whether or not um, they are uh, actually trying to de- rebut the uh, Republicans memo or just put the president on the spot by forcing redactions right after these messages on America first radio. You know, if you're not getting your information on these, um, these latest revelations, uh, regarding the misconduct in the deep state, if you're not getting that information from the alternative media, um, you know, through, uh, through talk radio and Breitbart and, um, to a lesser extent, I would say Drudge and, and, um, uh, uh Dan Bongino is absolutely doing fantastic work on this. But if you're not getting your information from alternate media, uh, you're uninformed. You don't know what's going on because, Uh, the, the mainstream media, the legacy media is not covering this, this stuff at all, except to try to just, uh, set it up as a straw dog so it can be knocked down. And if you're getting your information, you know, outside of the alternate media, if you're getting your, uh, your, um, information directly from the legacy media, then you're misinformed because their coverage of this is designed for one thing. And one thing only that's to get Trump. And they will lie and concoct stories as as uh, as shamelessly as necessary in order to do, to do that. And one of the big things that's been going on this week is that you would never know from reading the legacy media is that the Democrats' House Intelligence memo is being handled in precisely the same way. That the GOP's memo was handled. First, it was made available to the whole House. Then it was subjected to a vote of the committee for release. Then it was sent to the White House for final review by the President and uh, the FBI and the, the Department of Justice. Went th- through exactly the same process. But if you if you listen to uh, the mainstream media, you would think that this was somehow a, a an effort on behalf of the committee's Republicans to keep you from hearing from the Democrats. And now you even got the former head of the CIA who is going to work, John Brennan for CNN. He's now going to be a contributor and going to join the, the uh, hate Trump party over there at CNN, along with James Clapper and all these other uh, uh, Phil mud and the rest of these uh, unhinged, deep state actors that uh, are, are being um, you know, they're turning over the rock and seeing what these political appointees, how corrupt they actually are. Here's John Brennan uh, talking. uh, Well, I'll just let you hear the former head of the CIA, lie directly to your face. The minority, the Democratic members of that committee, to put out its report is just appalling. And I think it it really underscores just how partisan uh, Mr. Uh, Nunes has been. He has abused the office of the chairmanship of Hipsy.
0: And I don't say that lightly. John Brennan, uh, making his debut as an NBC contributor, sounding very much like a political pundit, not the former CIA director. But that's just my opinion. Let's bring in Dan Bongino, former NYPD officer, former Secret Service agent, and host of the Dan Bongino podcast and show. Dan, first off, your take on his assessment of the memo, this is the first time we've spoken since this came out. Yeah, the nerve of this guy, Brian, John Brennan. Talking about abuse of power, Let's be absolutely clear what happened here. The Obama administration spied on the Trump team while he was running for president against Obama's chosen candidate. And this guy's on TV talking about abuse of power. Listen to me. They're panicking because every explanation they've tried to give about why the Obama team was spying on the Trump team has absolutely collapsed and fallen apart And he, By the way, he's also lying about that. They did not block the exp- the, uh, the release of the Democrat memo. They simply said it has to go through the same avenue mm-hmm. as the Republican memo. Memo, which the Democrats don't want because that's what they do they lie and they lie well. what is
1: the status of that because everyone would like to see that they have a chance to to refute what the Republicans are saying
0: well the Republican memo the process was this they wanted uh, every member of the house that wanted to read it to be able to read it first and the FBI in case they had any objections well, the Democrats don't want that with their memo. They want to release it, and release it to the press right away, and do their own thing. So it's the Democrats who block the release of their own memo, not the Republicans. But they lie. That's all they do is lie. Uh, it's it's really it's it's pathetic what's going. On.
2: Well, what actually uh, actually John Brennan's going to work for NBC. I'm sure he'll will end up on MSNBC uh, that that has uh, you know just as lunatic. Um, uh, show hosts on the topic of Trump as CNN does uh, maybe even worse, but I expect to see John Brennan on the set of uh, crazy Joe and uh, um, crazy Mika uh, making these uh, misrepresentations and using, you know, his, uh, his former standing as a CIA director, which uh, he, he never should have been and only would have ever been under Barack Obama. But, um, What's going on now is that uh, Schiff and the Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee are actually uh, including um, classified information that should not be made public so that when Trump uh, sends it back, it'll have redactions in it and they can can cry foul. So they purposely uh, included information that should not be made public in their memo as a way of uh, of trying to deceive the public once again. Here's Adam Schiff talking about what's in the memo. If
1: not to release your bottle.
2: I think that's gonna be very hard for the White House. Uh, they've tried to make the case that they released the Nunez memo in the interest of transparency. So uh, to say, well, we don't want the country to see this, I think is untenable. What I'm more concerned about, Allison, is that they make political redactions. That is not redactions to protect sources or methods, which we've asked the Department of Justice and FBI to do, but redactions to remove information they think is unfavorable to the president, uh, that could be a real problem, and, and that's our main concern at this point. Okay. That's not uh, that's not what the president's going to do at all, because any redactions would uh, just highlight more interest and speculation in that. What happened is Schiff and the, uh, the House Intel Committee Democrats included information in there that they knew would have to be redacted so that they can then uh, make an issue of it. And oh, by the way, we found this uh, this interesting clip of uh, Adam Schiff uh, talking about the FISA court uh, and, and the problems there and why it needs reform. And guess who he was appearing with? None other than Russia television. The same Russia television uh, that these deep state actors are saying is proof of Russian interference. In the American elections, never mind the fact that RTTV has a, such a tiny audience, and their reporting on Hillary Clinton was pretty much in line with the reporting of the um, the American networks that were having to report on this uh, blatant corruption uh, to do with her email um, server, and never mind that uh, the United States also has uh, you know a foreign operation broadcasting news inside Russia. It's called. Um, Voice of America. So this, you know, this is something that both parties do, but when they were trying to find out or uh, trying to uh, find something that they could claim as Russian interference in the election, the case was so thin that they had to cite RT-TV. Here he is, uh, here, here he is on uh, Adam Schiff on RT. they making the FISA court much more transparent so the American people
0: can understand uh, what's being done in their name and the name of... Uh, national security so that we can have a more informed debate over the balance between privacy and security I think this can
2: be accomplished while also maintaining uh, sources and methods uh, and not compromising some of the very real national security concerns at stake so you got Adam Schiff going on RTTV criticizing uh, the process by which uh, the FISA court uh, looks at um, at possible spies <laughs> That was that was in just in two thousand and fourteen. Now he's changed his tune completely. And it was the same Adam Schiff that we pointed out uh, again last night that was willing to take this call from these um, uh, people uh posing as Ukrainian government officials promising uh dirt on Donald Trump and uh in Tucker uh Tucker had a, a very interesting take on that uh, similar to what I uh talked about last night.
0: Last year, Adam Schiff conducted a phone call with Russian pranksters who promised him compromising photographs of Donald Trump with a Russian model. Schiff's office claims the congressman wasn't fooled by the prank. The call's transcript suggests otherwise. Schiff continued that conversation for more than eight minutes and appeared to be taking notes during it. After the call, Schiff's office contacted somebody they believed was a Ukrainian politician seeking to set up a meeting in a foreign embassy where they could obtain those documents. Huh? Treason setting up meetings with foreign operatives, seeking politically damaging information about a political opponent. We thought that was treason. Adam Schiff told us it was
2: Adam Schiff and all the other Democrats. When Donald Trump Jr met with a Russian who was not even connected with the government, uh, who was a lobbyist that was in fact working for fusion GPS met with, um, the, the head of fusion GPS, both before and after. The meeting with Donald Trump Jr. and then testified before Congress under oath that he didn't know about the meeting and she said nothing about it. Yeah, really? You believe that? Well, in the short time we got to, uh, left, uh, I want to let you know, you know, um, Sid Blumenthal, Sid Vicious was uh, a name from the former um, Clinton scandals under Bill's administration. Well, there's another a former friend of Bill and Hillary that has come forward and has written a new book, uh, blaming Hillary Clinton's loss on, on James Comey. Now, Hillary Clinton should be, uh, in a prison jumpsuit these days. There's no doubt about that. If she had been anybody other than Hillary Clinton, she'd be behind bars. And James Comey gave her a pass. And now, uh, they're so desperate to justify why they lost the election. And they know that this whole collusion, um, a lie that they have stitched together is falling apart. They've got Lanny Davis out there authoring a new book, blaming Hillary's loss on James Comey. <laughs> Poor old Jimmy can't get get a break. He's being exposed for uh, for you know giving Hillary a pass and trying to frame Donald Trump, and now he's got Hillary. This Ian great blaming him for her loss. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition. Hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow night on the Talk America Radio Network.